Sometimes we do a good job of kind of putting on the facade that we don't really know for sure what God thinks. We don't really know for sure what God wants us to do in this life. And I hope we heard it is not often in the gospel that God the Father speaks. We hear Jesus speaking a lot, but it is not often that God the Father speaks. He only speaks three times throughout sacred scripture in the gospels. And today was one of those days as Jesus takes up Peter, James, and John up on top of Mount Tabor and is transfigured in all of his glory before them. And we hear God the Father speak, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And that God, I don't know how much clearer this can be, brothers and sisters, God clearly told us what he wants us to do. Listen to him. Listen to him. And so at the beginning of this Mass in the opening prayer, we recognized that God today commands us to listen to his Son. How's that going for you? Listening to Jesus. We have a lot of voices in our culture today that chirp, 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 chirp away. And a lot of times the last voice that we will put in an effort to giving the gift of our attention, to giving the gift of our listening to, is the one voice that our God commands us to listen to. And so we just invite you to think about this morning with me. Who do you listen to? What do you listen to? Because really, when we think about what we listen to, who it is that we listen to, when we choose to listen to another person, whether that's music or a talk or a homily, whatever that is, we're actually giving that person permission to enter into our interior life and to dwell in our mind and to form our heart the way that we love. And so we want to be very aware of what are the voices in our world today that we choose to listen to that we choose to enter into our interior to let govern our mind and our heart. And so I'm going to offer you just a couple examples in our culture today of voices that I think a lot of God's children tend to listen to. And I think the most popular voice in our culture today is the voice of me, not Father Luke. No one tunes in to listen to me, but the voice of myself. A lot of times we tend to think that we've got life figured out. And so there's really no reason to actually have to listen to anybody else because I'm a college graduate. Maybe I'm 16 years old. I've got it all figured out. I will listen to me. I will decide. And so, brothers and sisters, I don't know if you're familiar with St. Bernard of Clairvaux, but he is a very poignant piece of wisdom for us who tend to think that we've got it figured out, we can listen to ourselves, we can define reality for ourselves, we can govern the moral universe by our own thinking and feeling. St. Bernard says, if you are your own spiritual guide, if you are your own spiritual guide, you have a fool for your spiritual guide. So let's be honest, we need a voice other than us if we care about getting to God's kingdom. And God the Father told us that that voice should be the voice of his son. But often, if we choose not to listen to ourselves, or we recognize maybe we don't have it all figured out, sometimes the next temptation is to start listening to the powers of this world. And the great temptation often in our culture today is to let our political party do our thinking for us. And so we will associate ourselves with an elephant or with a donkey before we associate ourselves with the Lamb of God. That is tremendously problematic. And so sometimes we tend to think that, you know what, I'll, I'll listen to the crowd, I'll follow the crowd, I'll do what pretty much everyone else is doing. And we want to recognize, brothers and sisters, that that attitude in 2023 will not lead to God's kingdom. 
Clear as day, plain and simple as that. Jesus tells us in the scripture, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not go to heaven. And so we want to recognize in a culture that chooses to ignore the voice of Jesus, that probably is not the group of people that we want to let do our thinking, that we want to let dictate the terms of our mind and our heart. And so we would do well to recognize that the crowd throughout history has never chosen Jesus. And so when we, cho- when we choose to align our thinking to listen to the voice of the crowd, we're probably not going to get Jesus right. In a couple more weeks, we're going to hear on Passion Sunday, the crowd scream, crucify him, crucify him. And so brothers and sisters, we want to be very weary of listening to what is popular, to listening to the way of our culture, kind of this general attitude of whatever our culture is selling is what leads to heaven. Never in history has that been the way of the saints. And so we want to not listen to ourselves. We want to not listen to the crowd. A lot of times, if we're going to be honest, the voice that really tends to drive the bus in us is the voice of accusation. We can be really good at accusing ourselves or accusing other people. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. There's no way that I can be like this. I'm not seen. I'm not loved. This person is ridiculous. I'll accuse them of the same things. We want to recognize also, brothers and sisters, the danger of the voice of accusation. Because Scripture, clearest day, tells us that the voice of the accuser is the voice of the enemy of God and of the friends of God. And so where is it in my life that I tend to hear the voice of accusation? You're not this enough. You're not that enough. There's no way that you are capable of doing this. You may as well just stop trying because you are incapable of holiness. You are incapable of virtue. Where is that voice of accusation coming? Because we want to recognize that also is not the voice of Jesus. It's very present and prevalent in our culture today, and it is not the voice of our God. And so if Jesus' voice isn't my voice, it's not the voice of the crowd or my political party, it's not the voice of accusation, The last voice that I think is really popular in our culture today that drives a lot of God's children not to listen to him is the voice of fear. What do you fear? I think if we're going to be honest, sometimes we fear suffering. Sometimes we fear inconveniencing ourselves in order to listen to Jesus. We fear of experiencing the pain of silence, entering into the pain of driving to the Adoration Chapel, the pain of turning off the TV and letting God speak to us. Sometimes we fear rejection. We might fear missing out if I was going to focus on the Lord. We might fear not doing it right. Where does fear drive the bus in your mind and your heart? Because scripture also clear as day tells us that our God has come to drive out fear and to replace that with confidence in him. And so the voice of Jesus is not my voice. The voice of Jesus is not the voice of the crowd. It is not the voice of my political party. The voice of Jesus is certainly not the voice of accusation, nor is it the voice of fear. Jesus speaks, brothers and sisters, in the silence of our hearts in prayer. Jesus speaks clear as day through the teachings of the church that he started. Jesus speaks through his saints. He speaks through our conscience that is properly formed in accordance with the teachings of the church. Jesus speaks through other people in my life that are running after him. How much of my time, how much of my mind, how much of of my heart do I devote to listening to the church, to listening to the saints, to growing in my awareness of what the heroes that we stand, whose shoulders we stand on top of, what they tell us 
about how Jesus speaks and how he desires to love us and to free us and to heal us. Brothers and sisters, it's plain and simple as this. If we choose to listen to Jesus, we will know suffering. We will know the suffering of not fitting in. We'll know the suffering of maybe missing out on some things in our world and our culture. We might fear the suffering of just inconveniencing ourselves to make that time to give Jesus the gift of our attention. If we choose to love the Lord and we choose to listen to him, we will know suffering. But suffering is the necessary consequence of love. If you choose not to suffer, that's a reflection that you would choose not to love. And so a beautiful way that we can grow in our freedom to be able to receive more of Jesus into our life is choosing every day to inconvenience ourselves, to give him the gift of our attention. Because there is one person that God tells us clearest day to listen to, and it is his son. And so we might think that, oh gosh, this is going to ruin my life if I'm going to give up five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day to give Jesus the gift of my attention to really strive to grow in knowledge and in love of him. But we want to recognize, brothers and sisters, that the people that were willing to do that are heroes. And we heard about one of them in our first reading today. Abram, we're told in the book of Genesis, went as the Lord directed him that we could look at other people in our family, that we could look at our loved ones, that we could look at ourselves and say that person went as the Lord directed them. In order for us to pay that compliment, to receive that compliment, we have to listen to the Lord. In the second reading, St. Paul told us in his letter to Timothy that every Christian should be willing to bear their share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. God wants to give us the strength, brothers and sisters, to give him the gift of our attention, to give him the gift of a listening ear that wants to know him and listen to him and follow him. And so St. Paul told us that this is who our God is, that he is Christ Jesus who destroys death and who has brought life and immortality to each of us through the light of his gospel. Until we find another voice that has conquered death and brought light to God's people through the gospel, I would strongly encourage that we listen to our Father and we give Jesus the gift of our undivided attention. What needs to be moved in my life that I can better focus on Jesus, on his voice, and what he is saying to me? Let's pray for the grace in this Mass, for the gift of a greater awareness of how Jesus speaks, and for a greater love for his heart. The most powerful way that he speaks to each and every one of us is what's about to take place here at the altar. It's so easy for us to think, I'm forgotten, I'm ignored, my life is meaningless, there's, no, there's nothing to see here. We want to recognize, brothers and sisters, Jesus is about to speak through his priest again when he looks at each of you and he speaks to you uniquely, individually, personally. And he says, this is my body and I give it for you. Your life, your stuff, your fear, your anxiety, your mess, it matters to me. This is all of me and I give myself for you, that we could choose to listen to Jesus's voice and to follow that voice without reservation.